goodness, my goodness, my goodness. And so we read the text for you hearing this morning from 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, verses 1 through 6. And we are going to be taking a look at that and seeing how the Lord is going to speak to us and through us for your hearts on this Sunday morning. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so just grateful and thankful, Lord, as to for as to this time that you have given us that we may stand and rightly divide your word of truth. Now hear us, O oh God, as the people tune in their ears to hear what you have to say to their hearts this morning. May they be encouraged, may they be edified, may they may they continue to grow in those hard places in you. Now, oh God, remind us, Lord, <laughs> that the grass withers, that the flowers do fade, but it is the word of God that stands forever. And it's in Jesus' name that we say amen. And amen, 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 amen. When I take a look at the Message Bible, verse 6 in the text writes it like this. And he, he says, uh, and suddenly David was in even worse trouble. Anybody ever been in trouble and then got in worse trouble? <laughs> Jesus there was talk among the men bitter over the loss of their families of stoning him. You all are probably familiar with it written like this as King James says, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spake, that a word we use in 2023, but you know, he spake of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Anybody ever had to encourage yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, my, my, my. Well, beloved, can we just remind you all that the Bible is filled with people who were hurting. That was sad, disappointed, discouraged, dismayed, and in deep pain. The level of hurt depended on their level of suffering. Since hurt and varying levels of suffering are synonymous, the question can be asked, what are the levels of pain, suffering, and hurt that we must endure in this life as Christ follows? Can we ever get past the pain? Maybe you have asked yourselves those very questions once or twice. 
These are common synonyms for uh, of the word hurt, and we will use them here to describe the kind of hurt we are talking about. These synonyms will direct us to an end result such as damage or harm or impairments and injury. All these words will either be used of the context, as in to grieve, which means to feel deep sadness or mental pain, or in context, meaning in distress, which is a state of great suffering of mind or body. So in the next set of these hard things messages that Pastor Keith and I have uh, been on for a while, we want to speak to you from this subject this morning. It's hard to see purpose in the pain. It's hard to see purpose in the pain. So we, here we're going to hone in on the state of great suffering when we define hurt in terms of that sadness and that mental pain and maybe even bodily injury. So let me tell you, uh, first off, my husband uh, did some research for us to use this morning as he was searching. He found a site called Thy Black Man. And there he found some things that might be very helpful to us as we look at this trying to see purpose in our pain. Because he found an article called Christians, a perspective on suffering. You know, Christians uh, sometimes don't think that suffering is a part of the Christian journey. Sometimes we think it's, you know, just being able to jump up and, and shout all the time and, and, and get uh, uh, new things uh, that we've been asking God for. Sometimes we think we're just supposed to ease on down the road. You all heard that before. And uh, the Wiz and the Wizard of Oz and all of that just kind of move on down that yellow brick road. Yeah, hopping and skipping and, and jumping and, 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 and all of that. But, but, but. Let me just tell you, uh, what we uh, have found is that um, so sometimes uh, uh, people feel like uh, uh, that, that, that nothing bad will come their way. Nothing hard will ever show up in your life. But, but the article uh, tells us just the contrary to excuse me, some of our thoughts. It says, at times we suffer. So welcome to life with God. Mm -hmm. For those who believe that being a child of God equates to just staying at the altar or just having the pastor lay hands on you and then you can go off about your business just living happily ever after. He said, you've been watching too much Western culture TV. <laughs> Because it only happens in the movies. <laughs> the reality is, is that it is biblical, hear me now, 
it's biblical for us to have some kind of suffering in this life. It could be in the form of ridicule. Reverend Denise just talked about being picked on in school and having the need that needing to call a big brother to step in. Could be the death of someone you love dearly. Could be a sickness that may not be terminal, but it might be very hard at times. Or it could be a host of any other scenarios. You all get the picture. Think about what happened to Job and how his life uh, uh, went for a season. And so when we look at the scriptures, uh, just to help us out here this morning, if we can look at Acts 5 and 41, it says, And the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. See, 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 there's something to this suffering and its connectedness to our Savior. Paul, Paul said this in Romans 8 and 17, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs of and with Christ, provided we suffer with him, and also that we may be glorified with him. And then, okay, Paul writes some more in Philippians 1, 27 through 30, where it says, Nevertheless, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I know that you will stand firm in one spot. Come on now, I need some, I need some folks who know how to stand firm, uh, whether it's good or bad. Uh, contending side by side for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in a way by those who oppose you. Oh God, that means opposition. This is a clear sign of their destruction, but of your salvation, and it is from God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but to suffer for him. Since you are encountering the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Finally, finally, they make the point that suffering, sometimes what we call hurt, sometimes some of us call it just simply going through. And most times we view it as something negative. And we get that. We, we get why people look at it from a negative perspective. Uh, 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 because sometimes it looks like people suffer or are not punished uh, for things that was out of their control. Didn't have anything to do with it. Standing at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, showed up at the wrong place, maybe at the wrong time. Maybe just happened to be in the way of something very tragic and disturbing. But sometimes, sometimes, uh, that certainly uh, is the case. 
But also, because when we look at Jesus, the word tells us that he suffered, right? Am I right about it? You all know the word. Amen. And was tempted in every way, but he never sinned. Ah, that's amazing. That's amazing. That, that's hard for us. But we came to tell you that since hurt is not the same universally, what do I mean by that? I mean, my hurt is my kind of hurt. Amen. Your hurt is your kind of hurt. Because God's plans and purposes are laid out that are specific and unique to me and to you and maybe to us and the collective. And so we don't expect everybody's hurt to be the same. But we'll be alike in that God's promises are that there is purpose in your pain when you live for him. So the purpose, your purpose, my purpose, our collective purpose in the midst of pain, in the midst of hurt, in the midst of distress, in the midst of disgust, is meant to make us better and not bitter. To make us more like Christ and for us to grow up in him. Didn't we tell you recently about growing in Christ is a great thing to have happen to you. So as we look at our scripture text, especially in verse number six, David is in a state of some deep hurt. He's hurt because the Amalekites, now the Amalekites are, are descendants of Esau. Esau, if you remember, is Jacob's twin brother. And they have raided the city where David really lived. They invaded Negev and Ziklag, which really today is central Israel, if you want to put it in, in, in today's terms to understand where those places are, since, since most of you have never been to Ziklag or Negev. But they burned those cities to the ground. And the Bible says that they took captive all the women and all the children, but nobody was hurt. They didn't kill anybody. We've seen places in the Bible where it says they just wiped them all out. Right? Amen. Amen. So David is hurt because he's come back and he's found a terrible condition that has happened where he lives. Ziklag has been destroyed by fire. David and his men found all the wives, the children, the sons, the daughter, everybody was gone, taken captive. Okay, I need y'all to get the picture. David is hurt emotionally and he weeps out loud because he is so burdened with pain. He's got these signs of hurt and distress. Now, David's men who were with him on the previous mission are also hurt, and they are weeping loudly because they're upset and distressed because their wives and their children are gone, and, and, and so they cry until they can't cry anymore. 
David's hurt ran deep because his wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, his two A's we call them, in his life are no longer around. And he's so hurt now because the men who is with or who are with him are talking about stoning him to death. So if we look at it, they are adding insult to injury. Anybody ever had a situation where just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, something shows up to make it work. I, I talk about kicking a man when he's down. The men who were on his side are now no longer on his side. So here is David seemingly out there all by himself. Look like David don't have a friend in the world. He's hurt. He's disgusted. He's distressed. He's discouraged. So what is the purpose of all of that kind of hurt? Why would God allow such a thing to happen to his chosen people, come on, Pastor King, yes. and especially to his chosen leader, David, who was a man after God's own heart. Come on, Amen. Pastor Key, help us out. Amen. Help us, inquiring minds want to know. Amen. Why? Why all of that? Well, when there's hurt, the emotional pain, the suffering. Anybody ever had any hurt? Emotional pain, any suffering in the house? You might as well be honest, because I know you have. We all have. We ha we must do a few things, and I'm gonna take my seat. Once we've had some hurt, some emotional pain, Sister Benita, some suffering. What we got to do, point number one, is try to understand the origin of our pain. Sometimes God allows our pain and suffering to originate from our own actions. Amen, Walls. So let me, let me name a few of the actions that we do and, and sometimes that God allows us to go through so we can learn something and understand something from our pain. Because many of us are nervous Nellies. Y'all know what nervous Nellies are? Well, we don't trust in God as a nervous Nelly in the middle of our pain. But what nervous Nellies do, they, they certainly don't find and step into their purpose. They get so nervous, they, they get so frustrated, they, they can't understand how they must act as Christian believers. They can't get a firm grip on trusting God in the greatest of life's hurts, so they can't stop being so nervous in their circumstances. Been there, done that. All right, I, I'm, I'm just being transparent, let y'all know that I have been there, and I'm sure you have too. Amen. 
But I won't hold you to it. You speak up for yourself. Because some of us need to resist originating our pain as hesitant Hannah's. Hesitant Hannah's or maybe some hesitating Henry's in them. Because we hesitate. We procrastinate. And we vacillate on God and his word. Did you hear me? We hesitate. We procrastinate. And we vacillate on God's word. Fall easily into lasting pain. And we can't get to our purpose in a timely manner. Brother yeah. TJ, I hope there's some witnesses in the house. Yeah. Maybe they're out there on TV. Yeah. You know, somewhere yeah. that they ought to be witnessing. That there are some hesitant Hannahs and some hesitating Henrys. Yeah. Okay, okay. Y'all didn't like that one. Well, some of us originate our hurt by becoming wishy-washy warrants. <laughs> You know, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> Wishy-washy warrants. What are they? Today, we are God's strongest believers. Okay. Oh, we love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We wave our hands yeah. today. We shout the harvest over today. <laughs> but tomorrow, yeah. when the devil's had a chance to Get under your skin just a little bit. And wash you with some hemming and hoeing. And wash you with some dillying and dallying. And wash you with some double-mindedness. After all of that, what happens? We lose focus. And we wallow and we waffle in our pain. And not in our purpose. Yeah. Mm, Y'all don't like that one either. <laughs> but it, it's our hope today that you will originate your purpose through becoming positive peaks. Okay. Okay. And precious Paulines. Because they keep their minds stayed on Jesus. I, I said that because I know Reverend Veronica, whose middle name, Pauline, she's going to hear this later on. So we know she keeps her mind stayed on Jesus. So, so when the devil tries to convince you that the situation looks one way, don't let him move you Amen. to something that does not make any sense. Stand up and, and say, it ain't what it looks like. I got God on my side. Amen. Why is it? Because God said so. It ain't what it looked like. I'm going to be a positive Peter or a precious Pauline. Not a, not a, a wishy-washy Warren. Or a, a hesitant hand. Or uh, one of these nervous Nellies. I know y'all love that kind of talk. Point number two, and I'll hurry up and get out of your way. Listen for God's purpose. Let me say that there are more names that I could name and present to you. And in order to listen for God's purpose, you have to get 
past all the naysayers. Get past the talkers. And and here's the the other name that I was going to add for you. The ruthless Ralphs. Who are the ruthless Ralphs? It's all the members of the they crowd. T-H-E-Y. Y'all know who they are. They always have something to say. And they're quick to point fingers. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all seen them. They are some of the people in your family. Y'all don't have none in your family. I got some in my family. Let me put my hands up. So they in my family. Yeah, they all in my family. Been in there for years. Uh, uh, Y'all know how, how they can be. Some of them are sitting on your job. Even if your secret closet is you standing up in the middle of nothing. Amen. 
and saying in your brain, God, I need your help. That's Amen. a secret clause. Amen. And so when you went to your secret closet, did you say, God, I need your help to bless them, not curse them, and not sick them, God. Y'all know what that is as well. Because you know how it is, like some of the time, like Tyler Perry says on his movie, I need the, the Lord to get them because sometimes the goddess don't get them fast enough. Got to get them. Sick them, God. Go get them when they do wrong, when they cuss you. Because some people want God to get them on their half, behalf. You, you might as well say amen because you know it. Then finally, the they group made David cry in anger and cry in sorrow. And I'm sure they made him get pissed off as well. I was waiting. I knew I'd get some, some smiles or giggles or something. That word appears in the Bible six times, I have you know. And it's in the King James Version. Go to 1 Kings 13 and 10, being one, and look it up. It's there. All right? Uh, and if you don't believe me, you can also go to 1 Samuel 25 and 22. That word is there. We use it out of context, of course. But it's there. Yeah. And because it's usually used to describe the enemies of David. In other words, the they in the text hurt his feelings. And the they group drain David's energy by hurting his integrity, by hurting his intuition, by hurting his intelligence. They tried to hurt him. I know you felt stupid at times. And I know they called you stupid at times. Amen. I do this for y'all. And other times, they call you stupid, not behind your back, but to your face. I know I can believe that this even has happened to you. If it hasn't, wait a while. Hold on a little while. Become a Christian a little while longer. And watch some strange things happen. So the, the they forgot all about the figurative aids on David's previous report card. And they only remembered all the F's he was making at Ziglag. Anybody ever done that to you? Oh, you was an A plus student. And what you did, and then all of a sudden, something changed. And all they can remember were your yep. past failures, yep. your past fumbles, yeah. your past foibles, yeah. everything that had an F attached to it. Not your excellence, not your excellence in numerous situations previous, not in your consequences, not even in your concerns, none of your aids. Just your concern. All right, I got one more point and I'm going to sit down. Find strength in the Lord yeah. when, when 
we are hurt. Yes. David yes. cried. He emotionalized his situation. But he remained close enough to God to strengthen himself through his pain. Yes. The Amplified Bible says that he strengthened and encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. You must strengthen yourself in the Lord, your God. To get past your pain and into your purpose, you must encourage yourself in the Lord. To get past your pain and your hurt and your distress, you must also strengthen yourself in the Lord. You got to pray for strength. You got to believe for strength. You got to act like a positive people. You got to trust God no matter what. Because God will only allow so much until you get the experience that He wants you to have. He's not going to let you suffer forever. So remember that even Jesus had hurt. When he came to grips with his ultimate purpose, and he knew he was going to have to die for the sins of mankind, Jesus was hurt. That's why he cried great drops of blood. Jesus was hurt when he decided to stop asking the Father why he had forsaken him. Found in Matthew 27 and Mark 15. Because over 2,000 years ago, Jesus suffered. Jesus was scorned. Jesus was ostracized. Jesus was crucified. And they hung him high and they stretched him wide. For whose sake? Our sake. Yours and mine. And what's more, not only did the hurt not last, but the devil was horrified. Yes. Jesus let his purpose shine. Through while in pain, his purpose still shone. We've got to be the same way. We've got to let our purpose shine. And so there's more to come Amen. next week. Amen. Amen.